You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. Uh, Sorry, I'm getting distracted. Who is that? Uh, Packernet After Dark call-in show, etc., etc. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We do have a new caller today. I just... I'm sorry. I was looking at the names of who called, and I see Deflator. And it's like, I thought it said something else in my head. And I'm like, wait a minute. And then I was also confused by like, who is that to begin with? Appreciate you calling back in. It must have been a while. But obviously, we have a lot of calls. We do have to eliminate some of the calls that uh, were prior to the game, et cetera, et cetera. But lots of new callers today. So I am excited, although I'm guessing the new callers will not be excited about calling in. (laughs) But uh, anyways, look forward to hearing from them. Uh, 608-501-0718 is the phone number if you want to call in. This has been terrible. Also, and again, I know you guys know this, but I skipped a lot of calls today. If you called in and it's still relevant, please just call it back in. So uh, Joe, Uncle Rico, Craig, Snacks, Randy, Nico, Jersey Mike, Nate, caller number five, Uncle Rico again. Just call him back in, all right? But with that said, looks like we've got, I think, three new callers. So let's just get them started. Hello, Ryan. Uh, first time, long time. So, um, I'm JD from Wisco. So great to Wisconsin. So I'm watching the game here and, uh, you know, it's going okay. I think our offense looks pretty decent despite a couple of errant throws. I think we're looking all right, but man, I gotta say the the defense, maybe I'm just off base here, but the defense, I'm just, I'm tired of getting shredded, man. Yeah. It's like either on the ground, through the air, whatever. Like, you know, beginning of the season, it looked like we were doing pretty decent at uh, at least stopping the pass. But now Baker Mayfield is shredding us through the air. Uh, you know, like, I just I don't understand seeing a bunch of our defensive backs just standing in a group, not knowing where to go and right. seeing two Tampa wide receivers open in the end zone, you know, for that uh, touchdown pass. It's it's just really frustrating. And I just think Joe Barry's got to go after this season. I mean, there's just no improvement here. None. And uh, just getting tired of it. Anyway, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Go back home. And again, you can easily look at that. By the way, thanks again for the call, JD. Really appreciate that. Hope to hear from you again. Um, And for those that might be new new to the show or whatever what i do is i start from the beginning of the game so any calls that came in around noon uh jd called in around halftime so it's going to be a little discombobulated because we're going to fast forward now probably to the end of the game to get to the other new callers because that's policy on the show and then we'll go back to the beginning of the game but anyways 
you know, you can look at that and say, well, that's player issues. And you're right. I think the vast majority, I shouldn't even say that. There are clear instances of players just making massive mistakes. I mean, you look at that touchdown, which at the end of the game, I feel like these guys gave up, which is in and of itself a scary realization that I think the defensive players are starting to lose interest a little bit. But that that touchdown that I don't even think I need to describe to you, you know exactly which one I'm talking about, in which, you know, again, we have a linebacker covering a receiver. Again, he's not able to do it. He isn't able to bring the guy down. We have another defender. It could have been just a sandwich collision. Neither one of them brings him down. We have, I think, Carrington Valentine missing on a tackle. You got Rudy Ford playing safety, falls on his face with nobody touching him. And a guy that is barely open with defenders everywhere walks basically untouched into the end zone. I mean, just absolute insanity. But it's to the point now where even the players playing as they're playing, similar to people getting mad at Matt LaFleur because of the fact that Joe Barry's still here, it's a similar effect. The players playing as bad as they're playing, I can't help but look anywhere else at but the defensive coordinator. Not only is your game plan garbage, not only is your play calling terrible, calling the exact wrong plays at the exact wrong time for an entire four quarters. But you have been here for three years, and the guys that play under you have no idea what they're doing. Not a guy is an idiot and doesn't know what to do. Nobody knows what to do. Nobody understands what you're talking about. You're telling them what to do, and they clearly have no idea what you're talking about. So I'm guessing this is going to be a common theme. It's basically what I spent an hour talking about on tomorrow's podcast. I think it's going to be a week-long conversation this entire week uh, leading up to tomorrow's or uh, next week's game. But it is what it is. Uh, We're going to fast forward to almost 4 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Uh, New caller number two, what's going on? Yes, uh, hello, Ryan. This is uh, Bill from uh, South Carolina. What's going on? And um, game just got finished. Um, I've been a Packer fan for almost 60 years now. And... um, you can't fire the players, and I think the players all have a pretty good amount of talent, but it needs to be a coaching, um, cleaning a house almost completely. Uh, there's a lot of issues with that coaching staff because uh, I think Goody is drafting well, very well, and something happens when they get there. They're not in the right positions. Um it's just a lot of disconnects going on, a lot of effort issues, which uh, the coaches, you have to make sure that that effort is there, the intensity, the effort. Um, it seems like the back seven especially is trying not to make tackles. Not, you know, if you're not near it, then you can't be blamed for making a mistake maybe. But a lot of issues going on there. Um, I think we got enough talent where we're not we're, – you know, we're not going to be uh, uh, destitute for a long time. This is kind of a rebuilding year anyway for us. Sure. And we do have a lot of talent, but the coaching staff has to be cleaned out by Goody or we're just going to have the same issues over and over and over again. It's kind of um, makes you physically ill watching uh, the defense the way it is. Um, Jordan Love is Jordan Love. I don't know if um, you're going to get anybody much better than him he has uh potential and he's not the worst quarterback but these easy throws that you just have to make them i mean you're a professional quarterback making a lot of money and uh you have to make those throws um but anyway go pack go love the packers always will always have 
I was there when we were 25 years, made the playoffs once, and been there when we had 30 years of greatness. So uh, it's all good, but we have to make some big changes quick. But and, oh, and your show is fantastic. Love your this um, call-in show and also your regular show, Ryan. You do a great job. Thank you. Bye. I appreciate that. Thank you, um, Bill from South Carolina. Hope to hear from you again. Um, it's great when you guys call in. It's even better when we get to know you and you, you call in more. Um, it is cool because it the, the show takes on a life of its own. The morning show is my show. That's my personality. You get to know how I am. This show is your personality. And so who calls in and how that um, those personalities shake out is the personality of the show, which I think is fantastic. I mean, it's just such a cool dynamic. Like I said, you got yesterday with... Um, Kyle from Madison versus Nate, like the showdown, right? I mean, it was almost like they were having a conversation with them between each other, like yelling at each other without even knowing the other person was there. So um, again, love when people call in, love it more when they call back. Um, and I, I listen, I can't disagree with any of that. I mean, there's um, when you look at the list of coaches, I, I think there are a lot more that I think I'm on the fence about than I know need to go. But I don't know that there's anybody I'm looking at saying they need to stay. You heard what I had to say about Basaccia. Now, that's not me saying he's the greatest ever and, and he's needs to stay necessarily. But I, I do think when you look at the circumstances and the little amount of time he's had, he's done some good things. And I have some level of trust that given a little bit of stability and some players, he can he can kind of develop some guys into something. But right now, he's all new guys, all young, all rookies, all, you know, and it's still clipping along okay. Uh, Matt LaFleur, again, very noted what the problems are, and Joe Barry is one of those problems. He hired him, he stuck by him. Um, you know, there, there are some issues in terms of locker room and preparation and, and the team not showing up. And, and, you know, everybody has bad days, but it seems like our bad days are really, really bad, where you just look completely incompetent. And so there are absolutely questions. However, um, again, I've been I've been banging the drum, and who knows how long before I come off the train. I'm like I said, I'm always usually one of the last ones off the train. Everybody jumps off, and I I go to bat for them until I finally just can't take it anymore. And I'm like, all right, you're right, you're right, you're freaking right. You know, whatever. I'm sorry. Try to get the guys back, and screw that guy. <laughs> but again, as far as the offense. Similar to Basaccia, there there certainly are issues. And I think from a team standpoint, which he is ultimately responsible for, you can point to some issues. But I, I really do like the offense and the general development of the offense. You know, I mean, again, the offensive line isn't necessarily where we want it to be. But, man, when you look at some of these mid to late round guys that have developed into something really impressive, you know, there have been questions about playing the right guy at the right time at offensive line. And maybe that can be somewhat of an issue. But We've had Rashid Walker and Yash Nyman step in and actually do a pretty good job, and that in and of itself is remarkable. Um, you know, Zach Tom, and, and I give Gutekunst credit for finding the guy, but you, you have to be able to develop these guys. You have to be able to get them ready to go, and that's not easy to do. The NFL is a tough place to play. Even a talented guy, you start going up against premier edge rushers, and you're going to get seriously put to the test, and he's held up. You know, John Runyon, the experiment seems to be going in a wrong direction, but what we've gotten in terms of value out of that guy over the last several years as a sixth-round pick, I find to be really impressive. Now, Josh Myers maybe isn't quite where you want a second-round pick to be, but I think we make up for that with Elton Jenkins. 
And then you look at the development of Tucker Craft. You look at the development of Luke Musgrave. You look at the development of Jaden Reed and Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and Dontavian Wicks. I mean, it's the exact opposite of Joe Barry, in which I look at a bunch of first-round picks that have demonstrated the ability independently to be very talented, but having no ability to derive talent to make it a good defense. Whereas on the offense, we have a hodgepodge of mid to late round players that just keep showing up. I had no expectation of Dontavian Wicks, and he's doing fantastic. I honestly didn't expect Reed to do as well as he is in his rookie year. Christian Watson can't stay healthy. That's not a coaching issue. When he's on the field, he is a freaking problem. It's not everybody, but I just, I, I am impressed, and I'm impressed with the play calling. I love the creativity. I love that they're consistently able to move the sticks, even when they're behind the eight ball. I mean, that's that's not easy to to convert a third and eight, and it feels easy. And again, if, if Jordan didn't miss as many throws and guys didn't drop as many passes as they did, I swear we would have an unbelievably high third down conversion rate. And how how good of a job they do in the red zone, I find to be impressive. To you know, every time we get in that situation, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. And they just find a way to get a guy open. And 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 even if they're not super open, that's when you see Jordan Love really come to. And it's just. I like it. I like what we have, and I trust Matt. And that's that's the thing. It's a trust thing. And when I said I give up on the defense, it's not that I give up that the defense will ever be good again. I'm sure they will. If, if you keep Joe Barry forever, they're going to have a lot of great defensive performances occasionally. I don't have trust anymore. It's broken. It's done. I do have trust in Matt LaFleur. Now, there are aspects that I don't have trust in. I don't trust the team to not just randomly implode, and I don't know if maybe that's good enough to get us somewhere, but I, I have enough trust that at the very least, I want to try to solve the defensive issue. And if we can solve the defensive issue and the negative aspects of Matt LaFleur, seemingly, in other words, seems to be that he is the issue with some, you know, the root cause of some of these issues. If that's holding us back, then we then we don't have a choice. But at this point in time, yes, I think there needs to be a, a large overhaul, especially on the defensive side of the ball, which means it's not just Joe, but the guys under him. But I'd like to give the majority of the offense special teams guys a little bit of a reprieve, let the guys that we have grow a little bit and uh, have some time to kind of assess where we're at with the guys that we have. But again, Bill, appreciate the call. Um, Final new caller. What's going on? Hey, this is uh, Jamie from Janesville. James Uh, Vegas. What's up? First time calling in. Went to the game today. That pretty much sucked. Yeah. Um. But can uh, we keep our guys from uh, bailing on their coverage assignments to go try to attack the quarterback so he can lollipop it over the top of us? That's all I really got to say. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Well, yeah, and that's that's the freaking rock, paper, scissors thing that I talk about all the time where it's just like damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? When, when we drop off, they throw it underneath. When we you know, pressure the quarterback, they throw it over our heads or throw the little screen passes or, you know, they'll run the ball and then, it, you know, they get behind all of our guys. Or It's just, th- that was just all day. I mean, everything we did, they just very easily did the opposite and just cut right through our defense like butter. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, that's just another situation where you got guys covering and then the quarterback's running, so then they stop to try to stop the quarterback from running, so then he throws it to the guy. It's just, it's, yeah. It, it it doesn't matter, man. It, it, everything we did was uh, wrong. Hey, it's Jamie from Janesville again. What up? Uh, just one other thing. Why aren't we going to talk about the fact that we are one of the most injured teams in the NFL? 
every single year. Um, just curious as to what your take on that is and how to get that turned around. Have a good one. Go back up. Um, well, my take is that that's a general misconception with Packer fans, although it may not be the last couple of years. I don't know. It was probably, I don't know, let's call it four years ago or something, five years ago. I have no idea that I, I covered this because I think it was a, a big injury year and um, everybody was talking about we are always, every single year, the most injured team. And so I looked it up and I got some some information on it. I went through just that year. You know, like, oh, look, here's our six guys on IR. And then I was like, here's Baltimore. They have 17 guys on IR, you know, all that stuff. And then it was like over the last five to 10 years or something to that effect, um, the Packers are one of the least injured teams in the NFL. So, again, I don't know about the last couple of years. Obviously, we've seen Christian with a lot of issues. And, you know, we've had our wide receivers in and out for two years with Dobbs and Christian and Jones. And uh, it's been it's been pretty rough. So that that may be closer to correct if you, you know, do like the last five years or something. I don't know. But I do know that it is a general misconception. I'm, I'm guessing most fan bases assume that their team is the most injured because everybody faces massive amounts of injuries and um, every fan base sees it and hears it incessantly. Like, oh, there's another one. There's another one. There's another one. And it just it just gets to be um, exhausting, you know. So I'll, I'll I'll have to actually look at that and see if I can try to find some some numbers on that. Um, I do know the team across from us, Tampa, was dealing with a massive amount of injuries as well. And 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 this year, I wouldn't be surprised if we're the most injured team. That wouldn't surprise me at all. I just know long term, let's say ten years, I think we're one of the least injured teams. So this is just a it's just a bad year, and we may be dealing with some people that are that are actually injury prone. You know, I mean, some guys, there are things that happen that are unfortunate that everybody would have had a bone broken on that specific play where it's not really injury prone, you know, it's more like unlucky. And then you got other guys like Christian Watson, where it's like constant pulled hamstrings. And it's like that, that actually might be kind of an issue. So I have a feeling I know what you're getting at as far as the training staff and everything else, but it, it would require kind of a lot of digging in. First of all, are we the most injured? To what degree uh, is this unusual? And then on top of that, how many, you know, let's say preventable injuries to the Packers have compared to everybody else would be the more important question. Soft tissue issue uh, injuries and whatnot, recovery time perhaps. And um, again, that would be be a good amount of work that I'm, I'm not going to delve into at this particular point in time, but it would be interesting enough to at least try to poke around, see if I can find something. But uh, Jamie from Jane's Vegas, man, I appreciate it. Those are all the new callers. Why don't we take a break? We'll come back. We'll go back to the beginning of the game. Start with Aaron and get some of the uh, the early takes going. If you want to support the podcast, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy is where you can support me for as little as $1 per month. You wouldn't even know it's missing, man. But if all of you did it, what kind of a can cracking operation do we have going on here? This is a disaster. Oh my goodness. The back lifted up. Instead of pushing the front up, oh, now that now the whole tab just popped off. This is a nightmare. I've never seen this in my entire life of opening cans. That's gonna cut my finger. There we go. We got it. We're good. Just just push it with your finger. Anyways, if you guys all did it, I would certainly notice. You know what I mean? Otherwise, Venmo Packernet Podcast. Really appreciate all the support I've gotten uh, this month. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. 
So, Trucker Bob, <laughs> were you driving for Dunder Mifflin? Because I can't think of any other reason why you'd be driving north with 42,000 whatever pounds or whatever. I don't forget what, how much paper you had. But with the intent to burn something to the ground, were you trying? Were you getting like kidnapped by Michael, Dwight, and Jim to go burn Utica to the ground? Is that what's going on? And then you Utica. just got diverted once you heard all the stuff Utica. about Jersey Mike. Uh, yeah, it sounds kind of sketchy there. Uh, <laughs> not gonna lie, if you wanted to go burn Utica to the ground because they were gonna steal family, that's one thing. But yeah, hey, there's better ways to make sure Jersey Mike doesn't jinx our games again. Um, you don't gotta burn anything down uh, there, Trucker Bob. Uh, yeah. Anyways, go pack, go. Game just started a little bit ago. We just sacked Baker Mayfield. Um, so, peace. Yeah, I'll be honest. I gotta scroll through here, make sure. Do we have a Trucker Bob call or a Jersey Mike? Okay, we got a Jersey Mike. So he made it to halftime at least before he was found. We got Jersey Mike at 2 o'clock. We're still good. Man, I'm getting nervous. Where is Trucker Bob at? There he is, 2.50. All right, did Jersey Mike call after that? No. I hope he didn't call to say I found him. (laughs) Oh, boy. Like I said, show takes on a life of its own. So, another thing that takes a life of its own is Google trying to translate this. And granted, I'm not entirely sure what he said. I think it was, Daddy, snacks, we begin to march. Um, The translator says, Daddy, sex, anybody, we begin tomorrow. So, you know. <laughs> Good things happening, so you know Snacks got to call in. Tuckercraft is amazing. Um, but yeah, Tuckercraft is wonderful. Um, but I really don't like this whole fair catch within the 25 thing and get the ball at 25. I think it's yeah. stupid. Um, now that I'm actually seeing it live in person, it's just like, dude. That takes away so much strategy. I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm kind of sick right now. That's all right. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's such a stupid rule. Um, anyways, yep, Tucker Craft, Kingsley, and Igbari are lighting it up right now, but this whole stupid rule that they implemented is kind of lame. Um, yeah, anyways, bye. <laughs> so I actually forgot about that rule. They did it last week, and I was like, that freaking idiot just fair caught it at like the two. What a moron. And then they didn't talk about it. And then they got at the 25 and just sitting there feeling stupid for a minute. Like, did I not see that right? And I was like, oh yeah, they changed the When they did like the overhaul of the kickoff rule, they had a bunch of different stuff. And one of them was you could fair catch it even, you know, from outside the end zone or whatever. And now it's like every single time they're doing that. Like, have I just not been seeing this or is it just something that all of a sudden, everybody's doing it's the new cool thing to do. I don't know. I don't know, man. But yeah, Tucker Craft, he's pretty cool, man. Secondary, man. Secondary. Golly, I really hope this isn't a sign of 
things just yeah they've kind of been holding on holding on holding on and doing okay with jr not around and i'm hoping uh i just i'm hoping that the true colors of all this aren't, aren't going to start coming true here and stokes hasn't played in what 18 months or two years right. like it's going to be hard for him to just come back and do work oh that was rough yeah, but I, I believe. I have a feeling a lot of people, and I haven't seen it. It's almost all just Joe Barry talk. I have a feeling a lot of people are going to come down pretty hard on Stokes. Um, obviously not the best game in the world, but as you said, dude hasn't played for like a year and a half and has to come back and man up Mike Evans. You know, like maybe he's not the guy, but this isn't the game I'm going to judge him by, especially when they pull him out of the game because he's his injuries kind of giving him problems. Just is what it is, man. Hey, Ryan, it's Jersey Mike. Uh, I'm almost home in Texas here, still, still driving back from Jersey. Um, halfway through this, uh, Tampa Bay game, and, uh, I'll, I'll say, I'll say something. I, I'm sick of Joe Barry. I'm sick of him. This third down defense is absolutely atrocious. The only reason we're winning. I, I will say, too, I just saw this tweet by Dara after I finished tomorrow's podcast. I was kind of ripping through a couple little stats here and there. Just, I mean, it's just one after the other um, of how bad, especially the defense was. Dara had made the comment, because I think he works for PFF or something, I'm not sure, but he gets a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff and and, and early. But um, I think he said it was the worst coverage performance by any defense of any team over the last five years. Something to that effect. Like a 29-grade by our coverage unit. I, I'll, I'll let you finish. Right now, or we're, we're not even winning. Not out of this game right now, and why we're only down by three, is because we have some electric players on defense. It has nothing to yeah. do with the, the play call on defense, honestly. Right. They are, they, are, they are doing their best in spite of Joe Barry. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, and I don't know if I mentioned it just two seconds ago on this podcast or if it was if it's on tomorrow's podcast, but it's like the whole bend don't break thing is I'm going to just sit here and do a bad job of stopping anything and hope that one of these guys steps up and does something. And the only thing the defense did all day was what? Kingsley and Igbari got a strip sack, which was recovered, which we scored a touchdown on. Like if we don't have a guy come up and and turn over the ball or get a sack or some kind of a big play. And I understand sometimes these things can be schemed, but there's no just like down to down good defense, like good calls to where the the quarterback's just sitting there. He can't find anybody and he's got to scramble and break the pocket and go out of bounds or throw the ball away or just a a solid, you know, just, just good defense. No, it's Ben don't break, which I think is us giving Joe Barry too much credit. Ben don't break is just, I suck but eventually my guys will make a play. Like they they got to do something at some point, right? And usually they they do. And then we give Joe Barry credit for running this great bend don't break scheme. F you, dude, stop them on on their first attempt, please. Freaking jag off. The only reason Joe Barry hasn't been fired so far is because we're still in playoff contention. Right. I I I bet I bet so much money that the second we're out of playoff contention, if that happens, Joe Barry is gone. Well, and that that wouldn't actually be that surprising, to be honest. I mean, a lot of people are saying it's going to happen today, whatever, but as I was kind of pondering it, I do think that's the one thing that's 
that that I did a whole like pros and cons thing, and that there's not many on either side. But it's like what what are what is the benefit of keeping him? Honestly, it's hard to come up with something. As much as I was like, I I, I don't think we need to rush to cutting him. I couldn't think of a single reason. And the only thing was we're still in playoff contention. Like we, but you know that assumes that we get significantly worse without Joe Barry, which I don't think can be assumed. But I, I think it's safe to say that the coaching staff doesn't want to get into teardown mode and fire Joe Barry, et cetera, et cetera. But the thing is, if we win, we're in. Like, if we win three in a row, we're basically going to win. We'll talk about that again tomorrow. I'll go through all the math and everything. But if we lose, we're almost certainly out. And if we lose, it's either going to be to the freaking Panthers, which I guarantee you, if we have a bad defensive performance against that garbage unit and get eliminated from the playoffs— as much as it feels like they would, you know, Matt LaFleur would never fire his buddy Joe Barry in the, before the season ends, that's a freaking no-brainer right there. Or we beat them and then lose to a division rival and get eliminated from the playoffs, in which case, and, and by the way, there's like no games left anyways. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, if it's the Bears game, well, the season's over anyways at that point. So... The only one that's iffy would be Minnesota, just because, well, there's one game left. We can wait, you know, one week or whatever. Seems spiteful to just, like, do it before the final week. But, yeah, if you lose to the Panthers and get eliminated, unless the defense is dominant and we lose, like, 3-0 to zero or something, that, that feels automatic. If you lose to the Bears, I mean, the season's over, so that feels automatic. The Vikings, you should, but I don't know if they will. But I, I, I think you're probably right. I mean, this is disgusting. I feel. I, I felt like what was it? Um, on on one of those play calls, Matt Lafleur goes back to Joe Barry and is like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you calling here?" On, on defense. I mean, how the heck did we allow them back in the field goal range at the end there? Why on like third and six are we allowing them to just get easy, easy plays underneath when that's like? Like, our pass rush is that good. Why are we playing tight to the line of scrimmage and forcing him to throw the ball deep on third down and, and not giving him time to throw the ball deep on third down? This is, I like, I, I, I mean, this is atrocious. You know, the offense, I'm, I'm liking the return of Aaron Jones. Jordan Love is, is, is looking all right. You know, um, there, there's been some throws that he's missed, but he's made some key throws. So, well, offense, keep, keep it up. But defense, geez, Louise. Anyway, let's see if we can pull this out. Go, Pat, go. Spoiler alert, they don't. Let me ask you a question. Honest answer. Have you ever heard of Dave Canales? I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right because I have not heard this name before. You ever heard of that guy? Dave Canales is the uh, the guy that played Joe Barry like a freaking fiddle. I don't know a better way to describe it. He played Joe Barry like a fiddle. He is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive coordinator. He is a first-year offensive coordinator that is presiding over an offense that is ranked outside of the top 20. And they were able to develop a game plan that fit like a freaking puzzle piece, man. Everything we did, they had a reaction for. They had an answer for. Everything we tried, they countered. Literally every single time we zig, they zagged. If we drop, they throw underneath. If we bring extra guys, they throw over their head. If we played in zone, they found the open area. If we played in man, they ran man beaters. Go figure. Every single time. You know, linebackers can cover wide receivers and running back. It's pretty easy if they're running like a hook route or something. You know, if they're just going to run and sit. But if they're running crossing routes, where you start on the left side and then sprint all the way to the right side, linebacker's not going to be able to cover them. It's not about man versus zone. 
It's not about tight versus off. It's not about any of that. It's about making the right calls at the right times. And the Green Bay Packers and Joe Barry did that exactly zero times. It's an exaggeration, but it, it felt like zero times. Every single time we did something, they called the exact right play in that moment to beat our guys. Let's take our final break. We'll be right back. Hey, Ryan, it's Craig. It's half time. We're behind. Our secondary is just a sieve. I don't get it. Baker Mayfield, he was 12 for 13 before. I think a couple of those other passes, but just wide open. The guys are just wide open. I don't get it. We're getting pretty decent pressure on them, but um, our secondary is just absolutely terrible. And and our two, what I'll call our two-minute defense, again, last week, this week, the end of the New Orleans game, just terrible. Um, so hopefully they do something better the second half. Also, hopefully Jordan can start throwing it more to the outside versus inside on those out routes. I think every pass was on the inside and dangerously close to getting picked and certainly not uh, on the outside where maybe they could uh, get a few more yards after catch. But anyway, at least we're in it, but, um, and we get the ball back first half, which is a good thing, but um, our defense has got to do something. Bye. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of to the point now where I've exhausted all the things in different ways. I can say the same thing. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just it was it was brutal, and yeah, Jordan needs to tighten up a little bit. It was definitely better than last week, um, and uh, you know there were a couple errant throws here and there, but I think overall it was a pretty good performance. And hopefully, we just keep trending again. For me, it's kind of by the end of the year, how good do we feel about Jordan? And um, I'm willing to look at the first half and say, okay, that was bad, and then something flipped. But the problem is, like, you can't have two good games and then two bad games, and then, like, you know, you can't be 50-50 down the stretch because now it's at best 50-50, and at worst, it's 75-25 if you include the first half. So, again, for me, man, it's it's honestly, I, I, I don't want any more, like, devastating injuries. In other words, guys not starting week one type of injuries. I mean, no injuries in general, but I'm just looking at the future. Um, but aside from that, it really just comes down to Jordan. Like I'm, I'm just watching games at this point to see if Jordan love is awesome. And hopefully guys like Tucker and Jaden and all that continue to dominate and give reasons to believe, but that's it. Like I, I, nothing else honestly is that important. If we get into the playoffs, cool, I guess. I mean, if we do, it'll be on a three game win streak. So you feel relatively good about our chances of maybe making a little bit of hay, especially with, again, you know, Dallas just got pummeled and. The Eagles, again, are kind of spiraling. What are they doing, by the way? Is that game over yet? I haven't even looked one second. Oh, that's Monday, isn't it? Is that a Monday game? Oh, yeah. I was talking about... <laughs> I was talking on uh, tomorrow's podcast about... You guys already saw the Eagles game and everything? That's on Monday. That's not... Uh... All right, but it is a big game. Just so you know, Eagles need to win that game. But, you know, the Eagles are kind of flailing a little bit. There's, there's, there's not a lot of people you can look at and on, on the NFC side, at least, and call them an absolute powerhouse and um, really feel great about it, you know? That, you know, a powerhouse that hasn't kind of fl- floundered, if that's a thing. 49ers, I think, would be probably the number one team in that category. Um, but even they kind of struggled a little bit against Arizona. I mean, they put up 45. It's hard to say a struggle, but I'm just saying, you give up 30 to the Cardinals or whatever, that kind of sucks. I don't know, man, whatever. 
What's going on, Ryan? Chris from Alabama. What's up? Uh, Halftime. Man, uh, I think we're in pretty good shape. We're down by three, but, you know, it could have been a whole lot worse. Yeah. Defense gave up a touchdown, three field goals. But, you know, they looking like our defense. So, they kind of tightening up in the second half. Could have had a touchdown on that fourth and two, but they ended up getting it back. That was one good play the defense made. I mean, I ain't I ain't dissatisfied. I ain't satisfied. I mean, I don't feel like we in real good shape. It should be. You know, we come out and handle our business in the second half and tight some things up, man. We should be good, man. But uh, go back, go, and I'll talk to you after the game. Well, I look forward to hearing from you, Chris, and I'm sorry that uh, I don't have good news for you, but obviously – I appreciate the optimism. I'll put it that way. Daddy. Hey. What's up, Snacks? I don't know what to make of that half, man. I mean, I don't know. It feels like they're doing whatever they want through the air. Correct. I mean, at least they're getting pressure, but it doesn't, I don't know. It's great defensively. So I appreciate that a lot. So we'll see <laughs> how that works. But the offense looks okay. I mean, I'm not upset with anything they're doing. Um, all right. I'm going to call you back yelling this entire half. Look out. Actually, I see that you are. And uh, you drop with F-bombs, dude. I see that they got the little F-star, star, star coming up. That doesn't seem like your style, Snacks. What's going on here? Uh, what the heck was I going to say? I was going to say something. I don't know. That's kind of my responsibility to say something, I think. I suppose I don't have to. I could just play calls and just mute my mic and play video games and be like, here, listen to what people have to say. <laughs> I'm kidding. But yes, we we do say that a lot, and actually the pressure was was um, quite good. And again, it really just felt like the entire game came down to, please someone get a sack. It's our only chance. And I think we had like four. I think it was five sacks. Was it five? Yeah, it didn't feel like it because it was such a ridiculous performance. But apparently, according to PFF, there were five sacks in the game, and apparently that wasn't good enough because again, it was just it was pure bailout mode. Like, they're going to run on first down, and you have to get back-to-back sacks, otherwise they're going to convert this. And the Packers couldn't do that, so they got gashed. Stupid. Ryan, what's up? Kyle from Madison. Something. Hope everything's going well. All it's right. a Packers Sunday. It's just the start of the third quarter here. Kind of been an interesting first half. I think the... Um, offense did pretty decent. I mean, they love missed a couple throws, made a couple others. Um, I, I don't understand though. Like, like Jones looked pretty good, and like he had like fifty yards. So of course we can't use him anymore. <laughs> Seems like uh, I give Drake credit for the ridiculous behind the back save on that fumble handoff, or what could have been. Uh, I see Reed back in the game, so I'm pumped about that. So we'll see what happens offensively, defensively, man. Well, before we move on, because I, I, you know, again, everybody's on one topic, but there are a couple other storylines. Um that are, are kind of hidden in there. I'm kind of waiting for him to come out. That one's one of them. I, I Let me start by saying I was definitely frustrated by the fact that we just completely got away from the run. Um, it wasn't working, but we needed to do something. With that said, though, there were a couple of factors. Number one, I don't think the timeline was it's working and then we quit. I think it was working and we kept trying to hammer it and we couldn't run anymore. It, it went from like 5, 10, 15 yard runs to one yard, zero yard, zero yard, one yard. And then we got away from it. And it feels like we got away from it, I think, a little bit more than we did because, you know, I know there were situations where you do like a play action pass because they think you're running, right? It makes sense. 
that goes incomplete. Well, you don't want to run it on second and 10 because you're only getting about a yard per clip and you don't want to be in third and nine. So what do you do? You pass it. That's incomplete. Now it's third and 10. You have to pass it, right? So I, I still think there should have been more, but at the same time, what I what I think happened was was, well, twofold, I guess. Three, if you, you know, what I already said about the thing stopped working. But I think what happened is that the running was working, the defense made an adjustment, and the Packers needed to be able to pass now. And they really weren't massively successful until a little bit later. Like, we tried to pass and couldn't do it, so the defense didn't shift away from it. So we were passing, not successfully pass, And so we're leaning into it because these are passing situations, right? You look at the defense, it's like, oh, we better throw. And and by the way, I mean, it, it's hard to get at Matt LaFleur. I know you, I don't think you have said his name, but... It's hard to know what the original calls were because I swear 75% of the time Jordan's sitting there going, can, 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 can. So I don't know what the original call was compared to what we're running. But I think I think that was the general flow of things. We ran the ball very successfully. They made defensive adjustments. We couldn't run the ball anymore. We had to throw. We were not able to throw successfully. We occasionally went back to the run. We hit a brick wall. Okay, we have to throw. We couldn't throw. That's when things really started to stall out. And again, it wasn't until later when we were able to actually start picking them apart throwing that things were kind of picking up. But at that point, Jones really was taken out of the game and it wasn't just because we hate Aaron Jones, he's injured. And so they really reduced his workload. And that's why you started seeing Drake and some of the other guys come in. And that in and of itself is a reason why you're throwing. Because first of all, the throwing is not working, right? We have Jordan, we have some talented wide receivers where we're getting it done in the air. We have an injured Aaron Jones. We have a broken thumb, AJ Dillon. So we're down to our number three and number four running back. Uh, we gave it to our number four, and he basically almost fumbled it on his first try. Like, I just don't, I don't, if Patrick Taylor gets hurt, we are screwed. <laughs> so, you know, you lean on your quarterback a little more. So, uh, again, overall, there, there was a period of time where I looked at it, and I'm like, what are we doing here? We, we, we can't just pass, 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 pass all the time. But I also think there's a more explainable, I guess, ex- it's very similar to the end around situation. Where it's like, we ran it seven times and it was stupid. It's like, well, no, it was only stupid like two or three of the seven times. <laughs> it wasn't stupid when it worked. It wasn't stupid the next time or even two times after it worked. It was just all the ones after that, that it's like, all right, dude, stop. Stop it. Man, oh, they're going to kill me. The defense is going to kill me, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy to see Stokes out there. It looked like maybe he was burned for a touchdown. Well, we'll just blame Joe Barry for that because it's easier. I like him less than I like Stokes. I'm just surprised to see him out there. So I'm happy about that. I'm hoping he can find his footing. Yeah, it was good to see him back. But man, it's just like the defense is so much more annoying now. And they just gave up a freaking field goal before half. So we'll see if they can do anything. No. And hopefully we can turn it up a little bit. Uh, down by three in the third. So, hey man, I hope, hopefully we can get this thing rolling. Get a big W here. Let's go back. Sorry to report. I mean, when do you think the last time is we're going to have two guys run the same route and just run to the same side of the field? <laughs> Should we start taking bets? I mean, what is it? Negative 9,000 that that's going to happen again, probably even before the end of this game. Like, enough of that nonsense. My Lord, knock it out. It is annoying. I will say, I, I actually gave them credit on tomorrow's podcast because it's like that was a very constant issue. I feel like we haven't seen that since like week six. I don't remember seeing it in a long time. The other thing that annoyed me with that play is, as stupid as it was, there was two guys there. There were two guys that were both open, and the ball missed them. <laughs> like, 
If you throw it in that general area, at least make it their fault for not catching it because they're fighting against each other. But so, yeah, you got two guys running to the same spot. Both of them somehow are open, and then the ball missed them both. So that was that was rough for a lot of reasons. Hey, it's Washington Metro once hey. again, not from Washington. Right. But after watching what I've just seen, this is just a couple minutes into the second half. I mean, Joe Barry, I've, I've never been like a total, hey, this guy's got to go, but no. now I am. Everybody's got their breaking point. I feel like for me, it might even been last week. I think I've probably been down that road a couple times and then backed off and then down the road and backed off. But um, I think after this game, it's it's over. I mean, it's you're either never going to be on that train or you're on the train. I mean, that's just that's all there is to it. I did a I did a poll on that, and six percent said that uh, they wanted Joe Barry back next year. And I think that's just kind of where we're at. There's 6% that will never come off the Joe Barry train slash, you know, rival fans. And then the 94% that's just, that's here now. I don't think, I don't think we can, I don't think we can, you know, change that at this point. Uh, Nothing that this team does that's good on defense is because of scheme. Every time a good play is made, it's because of the individual. I, I called in a number of weeks ago. I said something similar, and it's just been confirmed in a game like this. I actually made reference to what you had said. I didn't know it was you on, on tomorrow's podcast. I kind of delved into that, and I said somebody had made that comment. So I guess it was you, and I appreciate that because I've, I've referenced that a couple times now. Because um, I, I just – when you, I think even when you said it, I semi-dismissed it a little bit because I was like, mm, yeah, maybe a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. But it's like since you said it, I keep seeing that. And, and you know, again, as I mentioned before and as I kind of go into a little bit more tomorrow, that's kind of the philosophy behind Ben Don't Break to begin with. It's, I suck at my job, hopefully somebody bails me out soon. That's Ben Don't Break. <laughs> I, I, I tried to give him some credit over the last few weeks, but it's clear. Guy's got to go. Anyway, I hope it ends up happening this week instead of at the end of the season. There's something to be said for the Packers process in terms of kind of letting guys finish their contracts and not trying to do a bunch of mid-season firings. But, I mean, if we lose this game, it's because of him, in my opinion, at this point. And, you know, this is a team that can go to the playoffs. This is a team that can support Jordan Love and you know, make the beginning of his career great. And I would hate for that to hinge on Joe Barry, but it seems like it does right now. And I hope that, I hope we can pull this one back, but I hope that he goes at the end of this game either way. We get something, some sort of spark that can give us something like we see from the Raiders or something like that every year. Anyway, bye. Yeah, and I, I, Every every time I want to comment on it and be like, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I always have to rush to Twitter and be like, well, let me make sure it didn't just happen. I don't think it'll happen at you know this time of night or whatever. Anyways, but I'm I'm relatively positive that because we still have the playoffs within our hands, I think as Jersey Mike said, we're not going to do it. But I think one more loss and now we're in territory. It's either going to be we'll just wait it out or we're going to do it now. And I'll kind of delve into more of my thoughts on that tomorrow, but. I think that makes the most sense insofar as what the team will do, not necessarily what I would want to do, although I get it. You know, strangely, we're only at 1.45 p.m. 
I feel like the game must almost be over because everybody's so angry. It's like, bro, we must have like a lot of time left. Because <laughs> at 122, maybe even 123, I don't know, we had Chris from Alabama and Snacks calling. That was halftime. So this is 20 minutes after halftime. We're still in the third quarter. Yikes. Sorry, this is the sixth time I've called, but can we get off the field on third down? No. Especially third and long? I mean, uh, it's, so, <laughs> it's so tired. Like, that is so tired. Yep. We've had a couple of games where it hasn't been all that bad, but most of the time it's like every team gets these extensive long drives because we get them to third down, and then we just uh, – it's how do we let them – I don't know. That screen, like player screen, to get 16 on third down? Test me, man. Test me. But I believe. Just embrace it, man. As as a famous caller once say, embrace the suck. I don't know if he say that, but uh, that is his name on here. So it's time. It's time, at least as far as the defense is concerned, to embrace the suck. Hey, Kyle from Madison again. Hey. Well, the Bucks just went down and scored. They're up 20 what is it, 20 to 10? Man, the defense, I mean, it's just like an absolute complete implosion, like complete implosion. They got them to third and whatever, 17, and it, it, it just, it's an, it's an embarrassing implosion by the defense. Um, really, really disappointing, man. There's like no resistance. Right. No resistance from our defense right now. Um, it just looks like I, it looks literally like nothing. Like it's just you can see the Buccaneer player get the ball, and you can just easily see how they're going to get like eight to twelve yards. Um, and I don't know, I don't know what's like being called. I don't know what's happening, but it ain't good. It is. It is a. I mean, there, there's might as well just not have any defense over there. It just looks crazy. <laughs> they're not putting on much of a fight, man. Um. So we'll see what the offense can do. But this is going to put such a lot of pressure on our offense. And I don't know that we have the horses right now. But we will see. Maybe we can bounce back. But that's pretty soul-destroying to see the Tampa Bay Bucks do that to our defense. Development. And it's just like where we left off with the freaking Giants. And then we give up that field goal drive the second half or the end of the first half. And then now this just hard to take on that side of the ball, man. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully we can get something going, but I don't know that the defense is going to, like, ever stop them. So we'll see. Go back. Yeah, and just want to reiterate, not a good offense. Right? Just so we're clear, this is not a top three offense. This is not a top five offense. This is not a top ten offense. This is not a top 15 offense. This is not a top 20 offense. Okay? This is a bottom ten offense. And... There was zero resistance. So there you go. <laughs> what a snag and what a dirt. We're back in the game, baby. Let's roll. Snack to daddy. <laughs> it just, it, I, I just, this is the one where I thought you swore because Google thought you did. Um, it just says, James, what an F. What a dark. So I was really confused, not sure what was going on there. But yeah, that was that was a fantastic. And it's similar to the Giants game, where it's like everything's bad. 
Jordan's missing some throws, like some stuff just isn't great, and the defense is terrible. And then you get that one pass from Jordan. It's like, oh, that's all I needed. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't good enough from from Jordan or from anybody, from the coaching, from whatever. But just give me that. Give me that that one little thing that just, just that one little reassurance from Jordan that's just like, don't worry, dude, I got you. Like, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be so good in, in like a couple years, maybe even next year, who knows. It's going to be amazing. Like, you see how good that throw was? You're going to be seeing that all the time. It's going to be so good. And then it's just, it's like a it's like a warm glass of milk, which sounds disgusting, by the way. I don't know why somebody would drink that. I just assume it's rotten for some reason. Like, as soon as it's warm, it's like, okay, it's just it's just mold at this point, I think. Uh, it's like in between the stage of being milk and cheese, which I think just kills you. Anyways, it's like a warm glass of milk and a nice warm blanket, you know? It's just like, don't worry. We're going to be, me and Jaden, we're going to be here for you. And everything's going to be fine, and the defense can't hurt you anymore. It's like, thank you, Jordan. Thank you so much. Thank you for saving me. Nico, what's going on, man? All right, so this is Nico. A little sick today. All right. It's going uh, around, I think. So we just sick. love just through the touchdown to read. Mm. We're only down by three now. Game's going to eh. You know, the defense still just loves to give everybody cushion. But this, I'm not calling about the game. Why am I watching a Packer home game listening to the Tampa home announcers? I mean, what, what, is, is, is it just me or is there just this thing against Green Bay? I mean, I like Tiki Barber, whoever the guy is announcing. And then, you know, they're not, they're just being typical homers. They're not they say anything bad, but. Why can't we have home announcers, bro? You yeah, know what I mean? Dope. If we had NFL, hook us up, dog. Why don't you be slighting the Packers? Anyway, mm. hopefully we come up to win this game. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'm just, I don't know, it's kind of taking me off having to listen to them fawn over how Baker Mayfield is doing so good. He's the comeback player of the year. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so much. Anyway, peace out. No, I just, I mean, that always annoys me, and I, it's, it's probably more of a me thing than, than like, you know, reality. But I hate so much when people fawn all over players that really don't deserve the credit as much as it should be just eviscerating our players. I mean, don't get me wrong; he threw accurate passes, but big whoopty frickin' do you threw an accurate pass in a clean pocket right down the middle. 10 yards down the field to a wide open receiver. Oh, Baker's out there throwing darts. Like, I mean, yeah, kind of. Insofar as darts don't really travel that far and are kind of like wobbly and stuff. At least when I throw them. (laughs) It's a short distance, traveled quite slowly and wobbly. Wobbly. It's like, I'm sorry, man. It just, uh, I don't know, just annoys me when people are getting credit for not doing very much and really it should just be holy crap i can't believe this guy's open again kudos to the tampa bay for taking advantage of it but what the heck is Chicago, what what is green bay doing i feel like that would be better um announcing hey it's jersey mike hold on sorry had a had a close my window here it's jersey mike um what 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 is this defense i, I just watched some guy by the name of Pokey. Like, 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 keep at the bottom of a grinder? Are, are, are you kidding me right now? What, 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 what is this defense? Oh, my God, I'm sick and tired of Joe Pam. 
Maybe, maybe, just maybe, even if we are in the playoffs, he's going to get fired. Get this guy out of here. I am sick of it. Watching him drive down the field with horrible after horrible zone calls. Clayton, somehow they're going to defend this hot garbage, and I'm not going to want to hear it. Come on. This is despicable. Finish the game off. Win it. I'm tired of, of, of oh, it's a Jersey Mike curse. I hit the game today, <laughs> so it's going to be excuse now. I mean, to be fair, I, I feel like the team did play better when you weren't there. <laughs> hey, the offense and special teams. How many missed field goals? How many muffed punts? How many really, really bad throws? I'm, I'm just saying, like, the defense got worse. Maybe you need to be there to help the defense a little bit, but I'm just saying, I think it was a little bit better. Get off the field on third down for the love of all that's holy. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, I think that's where we're going to end it. We're, uh, we're getting close to the end of the game, but we still got a bunch of calls before the official, official end. So, um, I'm actually going to cut it there. If we had a couple quick calls, I'd do it, but we got a three-minute call coming up next. And I'm getting tired, so appreciate everybody calling in. You guys have a good rest of your night. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.